When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Well, hello and welcome to the show. I'm Don McDonald along with Tom Cock, and we're here to help you manage your money better. We're here to help you avoid some of the stupid things that we all do that make us poorer rather than richer. And you have a standing invitation every single Saturday to call us live at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, and ask your financial questions. You can talk now. Oh, okay. I, I was waiting for like the point. I'm not giving there. you a cue. I'm just. Ah, I just okay. thought it would be conversational. I would, it's so funny because I was just thinking the dumb financial things. <laughs> Just recently. Just recently? Fascinating. Yeah, recently. Yeah. Really? Last couple weeks. Yep. Yep. I missed a credit card payment because <gasps> it's not automated. So oh. I immediately called them and said, oh, and they said, all right, okay. So anyway. Oh, so I hate like that. that you, I, I hate know, that just, so yeah. much. Indeed. You know, I, so. I, I have everything. As a matter of fact, I think I mentioned, I, or, I don't know, but I, I have thought about moving my bank because, you know, Bank of America well, sort of. that's hard to do. Yeah, because I mean, of all the all auto payments. Oh, I thought you meant like moving it across the street or something. No, That's no, heavy. no. Just because of all the uh, to to move all oh, of those I see. auto change payments. Change banks. You said yeah, moving change the bank. banks. Okay. No, I yeah. meant change moving to another I bank. You meant like you know, brick Mo- by brick, moving, moving it across the street. My money. It was, ah, yeah. got it. Yeah, because you bank. you're not a huge fan of Bank of America, but you've been there a long time. I have because they're downtown. But it, it occurred to me, why do I need a bank downtown? Not really. I when was the last time you went? Go there. I haven't been to mine in years. I mean, so, I used no. to go to deposit checks or get cash out, but these days, I never use cash. I know. Well, me I either. never use cash. Uh, it was a good thing. I had some uh, friends of Debbie's went out to dinner with them last night at a restaurant that charges a 4% premium on credit cards. Because they got to pay it. It's got to come from somewhere. Well, just raise the price of the food 2%. Ah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You know, okay. I'm tired of this annoying charge thing. Anyway, welcome Extra, to the show. Yeah. I'm Don. Tom's over there. I said that before. The dog is underneath the desk. The dog's looking good. The dog's under the desk. You want to know? You want to know why the dog's under the desk? Yeah, of course. Uh, last night we went out to dinner with these people. Yeah, you mentioned that. And the dogs stayed home like they usually do. Now this one's yes. one year old. This one under here. Uh-huh. We came home and she had decided that Christmas presents look like Uh-oh. chew toys. Oh no. No, and no, no, so no. there was oh. paper everywhere, oh. and little bits now and pieces dog. of Christmas presents. Oh, now the dog resides in the studio. So Debbie said, "I'm going go out. Take the dog oh. up with you." Oh, okay. so, no barking. She's no. Please. She's actually went here with me. She's really good. It was when we left that she got pissed and did that thing. Anyway, uh, moving on. Moving on to the topic of the day. The topic du jour. Uh, 
dumb stuff that we do as investors. We were talking about that. The things we do that really make us not investors anymore. They they really make us more like market timers. Uh, they, they Speculators. Things that little traps we fall into, as the Wall Street Journal calls them. And there are several of these that are problems for many, many people who think they're investing, but they're not, Tom. Yeah, I mean, the biggest one, of course, this year, it's been all about interest rates, right? The, mm-hmm. How many times will they go up? Will are, Have we reached the top? Are we headed down lower? All the And so basically, everybody's been sitting around watching that, the people that move in and out of markets, the people that buy stocks and sell stocks and do all that active management have been kind of sitting around going, what do we do about all this? And the expression, as you may know, as an investor, is don't fight the Fed, right? If the Fed's raising rates... You should be selling stocks because they're not going to do as well, right? Money's more well, expensive. that's the that's the they, that's, right. That's the standard line of reasoning. But is it true? Is it tr- has it been true this year? I mean, in terms of stock market performance, I'm going to say no. I just looked up year to date performance and the mar- the interest rates have gone up quite a bit, and so have stocks actually. The S&P 500 is up over 20, and a globally diversified portfolio is up over 10%. Yeah, so rules, far this of year. Thumb, rules of thumb for getting in and out of the market, to me, are rules that are likely to be broken at some point, and you don't know when that's going to happen. So maybe it does work to not fight the Fed, at, or it did work, but who knows if it will continue to work. And then there's all these other things that we've seen this year, right? Like AI. We'll talk more about, unpack some of these other myths that people, yeah. Mm, Big, big, big. Everybody's talking about AI. Hey, we're talking about anything that's important to you. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Phone number 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And we're going to go to the phones in a minute, but uh, we're talking about dumb things we do, traps we fall into, mistakes we make, uh, getting caught up in things that cause us to make dumb decisions. And now I realize, I realized during the break when you said AI, what you were talking about, the fact that people feel the need the compulsion to get into AI stocks and they look around for them. And the only thing they can find is NVIDIA. 
Yeah, which is now one of the magnificent seven, along with Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, Meta, Microsoft, and Tesla, that now has made up about 80%, 80 or so percent of the return of the S&P 500 this year. Holy So cow. do you think that's a good time to run and jump and buy those stocks now? Let's see. Do I want to buy the ones that have gone <laughs> way on. up or the yeah. ones that are still down? Yeah, hmm. you can figure that one out all by and your And really, is a, uh, while AI is going to do, it already does. It does some amazing things. Sure. I do a lot of my artwork for the podcast now with AI because there are things I see in my head that I can't find. And so I just tell Illustrator or Photoshop to make the background. And it's like, whoa, it makes a background. Uh, but it's not going to... Uh, there's still going to be like lots of other things that we do in the world that make money. Yeah, I mean, one of them for the good news for you and I is I tr- I tried to put my personality in there and have bad dad jokes come out, couldn't match up. So I'm still employed. Oh, you yeah, you that and bad puns. You nobody can outdo you on those. No. <laughs> exactly. No one. I'm good, man. Eight five five nine three five talk. Give us a call. We'll talk more about traps in a minute, but we want to go spend some time with John. John, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi Tom. Hi Don. Hey John. I can't tell you how many years ago that uh I I first heard you on the radio back in Seattle. I'm a snowbird down here in Arizona right now. And uh I've paid very close attention to you over the years and watch you you and then I involved with you from owning the best mutual fund to going to index and then into Vanguard. And uh, It's been a journey. You, really, uh, you got a place for me down there? Because it's a little cold, a little rainy in Seattle right now. I wouldn't mind venturing to Arizona. Well, you can come up and visit anytime you want. Oh, you I go. have a, a couple extra bedrooms. That's very kind of you. But, uh, I, uh, anyhow, it's, it was, uh, it's been a good ride. Uh, my w- wife passed away a few years ago, and uh, now uh, we're trying to uh, sort out our estates. And we, we're, we're looking at pretty much giving half to uh, the charities and colleges and then the other half uh, to our uh, offsprings. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that came up uh Back in, I think, around 2000, uh, the I-bonds, uh, I, I first heard about I-bonds. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. So we bought some, and at that time you could get 60000 one for each of us, and then also uh, uh, to the bank as well as uh, direct. So we ended up with about $120,000 worth of I-bonds for a couple of years there. And uh, now they're worth about three hundred and fifty thousand. Wow. Uh, and the in- interest rate is, uh, I think, is somewhere around eight to ten percent. Uh, not today. And, uh, that's really uh, not today. It was around nine percent for a while, but currently it's not that high. Yeah, you know, but uh, to date, I think I'm up. Uh, well, anyhow, it's about three hundred fifty thousand. Okay, but something I. It never occurred to me as until my wife passed away and we uh, started getting into the estate and looking at the pieces. So here are these I-bonds, so I thought, well, i just give them to a charity or do something like that. Well, as far as I can best tell, the I-bonds uh, cannot be given anyway. The only thing you can do is cash them in. Uh, yeah. Can you shed some light on that? No, it? that's true. 
That's true. You got to sell them. I'm stuck, right? Yeah, well, you're stuck, but you, look at how much money you made. Well, that's true. But the other thing I like is the security of it. Yeah, they're they're it's safe. They're portfolio. safe. You made a bunch of money, and the you know it's just like when you worked, you paid, you made a bunch, you made money, and you gave the government a chunk of it. But yeah, the, I'm the, trying the to, difference yeah, is I'm the difference is why you're it selling hurts them. more to to sell something and pay taxes on it than to have it taken out of your paycheck. But yeah. why are you selling them right now? Yeah. What's the reason? No, I, I'm not selling them right now, but I'm trying to figure out, is it better to get get rid of them a little bit at a time? No, no, no. Well, if you don't well, need I, uh, them, if you don't need them, leave them alone as an inflation hedge because they still adjust to inflation and give them to your heirs or a charity. Well, they can liquidate them at that time as part of your estate and pay the, well, no, they won't pay the tax. Well, nope. yeah, they will. It's interest. It's not a step up. It's considered interest, so uh, they'll pay the point. taxes. They would be accruing that, yeah. yeah but let them but pay. Charity's the, not going to care. The charity's not going to care. They won't pay nope. taxes on it. So get, you know, they, it, it could be part of your estate and be sold. You just can't hand the individual bonds or rename the bonds. But um, I, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't fret over this. I, I think that as part of a good estate plan, this will get handled. John, thank you so much. For giving us a call, stay warm in Arizona, which I'm sure you're doing. Let Tom stay up here in, in Seattle and be cold. 855-935-TALK. Craig in Erie, welcome to the show. Hi, Don and Tom. I uh, have eight grandchildren, and at, when they were born, I got 529 program, programs for all of them. Two of them, unfortunately, have developed autism, and uh I've heard of a 529-ABLE or 529-A, and I can't find much information about that. Can you give me some information on what the best one might be? Well, it's a great question. Now, you know, of course, you can, if they weren't to use any of that money, you could give it to somebody else in your family as well without having to use a different product. I understand that. Yeah. Okay. So that's one thing to consider. But, I'm not familiar. Don's looking well, at there it now, are, I there know. are. I, I think pretty much now every state has an ABLE. And an ABLE plan, for those of you who don't know, is a an account you can put together to provide income for uh, children, grandchildren, uh, descendants with disabilities. <laughs> and uh, I, let's see. I'm just, I really have not done the research on ABLE plans that I have on 529s but uh, there are a ton let's see uh, and i'm in pennsylvania you're in pennsylvania yeah and that's the thing is i think i don't know for sure but i believe most of the the able plans are specific to the state residents i know that utah's able specifically states that it's for utahns because that was one that i had thought about um and uh so you may yeah you for the so you probably have to go with the pennsylvania able because it has to be for residents and if you're putting the money in the account is is yours it belongs technically to you correct that part is true so i would go with the you're gonna have to go i think with the pa able plan so it's a, a, a statewide plan, is that? Yes, it, sir. It, yeah, well, like, I know. I for, I know for a fact that the U, the Utah. I know for a fact, for example, that the Utah plan is 
only available to people who live in who are residents of Utah. I believe you're talking about the able version of it. The, the able the, version. The other you, yeah, the Utah yeah, plan. And I think the sense. Pennsylvania plan is probably the only option to you. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I do know it's definitely available to you as a resident of Pennsylvania. And uh, I, I'm sure it's a a reasonable plan. I'll do some more research on the on the Pennsylvania plan. And, you know, just keep listening to the podcast. But uh, I, uh, I I think that's probably the way you have to go. Thanks so much for the call, Craig. We appreciate it. 855-935-TALK. Call now, please. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. The other nice thing about going with your state plan, for example, the Pennsylvania plan, you can take a, a, a deduction of up to $17,000 off your Pen- Pennsylvania income tax. Ah, which is something we don't talk much about because the show is coast to coast, so it's different. In every- so right. you wouldn't get that advantage here in Washington State no. where I reside. No. So that's a good point, by the way. Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at it, and the nice thing about doing it in the state, too, and this is probably why, is because the ABLE accounts are not subject to the Medicaid repayment requirement ah doesn't they don't hold that back against right. the how right. your assets and that kind of thing okay that makes good sense that yeah. Makes good. yeah and they don't they the the money doesn't count against your ability the the disabled person's ability to get um state funded health care and disability benefits you they, they're, right. they're not saying you must spend you must yeah, spend no, it down it. you don't yeah. have to do a spend down so anyway, you, that's what and I by do. the way, yes. yeah, I mean, and, and Erie PA, baby, I still love your movie, That Thing You Do. Absolutely fabulous. Erie PA, your rock group. movie? Yeah, The Own Eaters. I still Tom don't Hanks know what film. you're talking about. Oh, come on, it's everybody knows oh. that movie. What is Doing the name that of it? Thing you do, that Thing You Do. There's a movie uh, called That you Thing know, You Do? Yeah, and it's a very good film. You really ought to watch it. Really? It's about a- the one hit wonders called The Own Eaters from Erie PA. I've never seen that movie. Oh, God's sakes. Never. Right. Not seen it. Uh, Clay. No, not Clay. I'm sorry. Will is next. We have, we have a lot of calls. Uh, Will, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, guys. It's Will, Fairfax County, Virginia. How are you? We're doing We're well. Doing Thanks for the call. Of course. Uh, last time we talked was uh, about 14 months ago. Um, in your library, you have it as uh, September 7th. And... Um, I've just uh, been the loyal, one of your many loyal listeners. Tom, the, the curator of the uh, largest uh, model aircraft aviation I've ever seen, you say you won't go in a car that drives itself. What do you think about autopilots? Oh, wow. That is a, I mean, honestly, if I was to get on a plane without anybody else in the cockpit and just a computer, I probably would not like that. But here's the thing that would be different than a they self-driving. Wouldn't I you. wouldn't know it. They wouldn't tell you. You get flying along. All, <laughs> How's the captain doing? Well, he uh, couldn't make it today. So you wouldn't know. So, be so, different for so, me than a car. So Way different. Your awareness is the problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's, uh, isn't it a... always? Isn't it always? <laughs> Will, come on. <laughs> the... Uh... <laughs> Last time we talked, Don made a comment after saying goodbye to me. He said uh, about my um, plan for uh, RMD management um, that I call uh, generous ambition, um, that I'm interested in managing taxes. Well, aren't we all? Um, The the question I have for you today is 
since you told me not to continue buying the um, Vanguard um, variable annuity, it has no penalty period or anything like that. Uh, as I started doing dollar cost averaging with, um, um, you know, some Vanguard ETFs. And of course, in, in the market, the, uh, um, you know, we have some that we could sell at the end of the uh, year here. Um, the last time I bought any was back in November 10th. And if we skip this month's um, dollar cost average purchase, and then we wait until like the end of January, we could take like, I don't know, $1,200 in, in uh, tax savings, um, which would, for our tax tax rate, would result in us saving 300 bucks. But it really feels like um, mar- market timing, because I have no clue what's going to happen in January with, with BTI, VBR, and, and VXUS, um, but it's like 300 bucks in our pocket. Uh, what do you think this is why I'm calling? I'm checking my papers to see what's going to happen in January in the market. I haven't got to that. Hey, I, I oh, bought you the see, magic eight ball. That. Let me know. See, so do we take advantage of this end of year yes. tax loss? Yes, or, I and, would. And, and how do we get over it feeling like it's market timing? <laughs> It's I, not. I think it's it's not. It's not market timing. I think you're okay. just being smart about your taxes. Yeah, harvesting you're, you're, whatever you can. And, sure, and, and and you can avoid yeah. feeling like market timing by replacing it with something similar. Well, what we want to replace it with is basically just step, you know, with, with the some of the shares that we bought at dollar cost averaging. Um, turn off the automatic reinvestment at the end of December, you know, so it doesn't make a purchase. Um, and right. then wait 30 days um, because nope. it's 30 days before and 30 days after. Um, okay. And so we can do that. So you're recommending that we do do that. Oh, yeah. I think it's very valuable. I do it every year. We do it for clients. It, we think it's an important way to make a little extra money. And again, you know, if I had a fund, I would just find a similar fund to park it in for the 30 days and then come back over. Tom and Don are talking real money. We're talking real money. Hey, hi. Welcome back to the show. I'm Don. Tom's there. This is Talking Real Money. We love that you listen to the show that's live on Saturdays in uh, Seattle on Northwest News Radio and then the podcast every day of the week. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Our phone number is 855-935-TALK. If you want to call us, 855-935-8255. And um, we want to help you do the right thing. And avoid the wrong thing. We don't want you stepping into financial traps that can really hurt your future. They help Wall Street sometimes, but they're not particularly good for you. Yeah, I mean, and just you don't have to go back very far, actually, this year, too, but... Go back to the spring of 2020 when we started this thing called the pandemic and everybody said that's never happened before. Yeah, it kind of had 100 years before killed a lot of I think it actually killed the flu killed more people than World War One or something. I mean, a lot of people died from the pandemic. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. But but so it had happened before. But yeah, there weren't so, a lot of investors, individual investors. True. In okay. 1918. But now, now they're saying, you know, interest rates are so high. This has never happened. You know, it's yep. OK. Wait, go, no, it did go, in the 1980s. 
Well, you could actually go back to about 2000. The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was 8%, which is, I think, about where we are really? today. Yeah, 8.08. Wow. Um, it just feels crazy because people went out and got 2.5% uh mortgages you know just two years early which by the, the way thing. the two and a half yeah. percent mortgages were historically incredibly aberrant yeah, yeah. they'd and never happened didn't refinance, before and i know a few of you I, I i don't know other than to lash you and publicly humiliate you for missing it i don't know what to say but that's one of the problems people run into is this time it's different this has never happened before and here's what i need to do as a result of that because people think okay some action's got to be taken. I just, I, I, I heard a guy tell me, move all your money to this. That's always where the trouble starts. It's one thing to kind of hear those things. It's another to respond to them. That is a huge, huge trap. Um, but here's the one I just, it, this does more damage than anything else I know when it comes to managing your money properly. I'm talking about volatility. Yeah. Well, volatility, the markets are volatile. They are, but people don't want to believe it. Um, you, if you're going to be a stock market investor, you just, you have to accept that prices are going to vary. They may vary a lot. I mean, I just mentioned the spring of 2020 stocks lost like 30% of their value in a little over a month. I think it was just every single day down, 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 down. Now what's happened since then? Well, basically kind of up, up. I mean, so, but you've got to learn to accept that if you want to invest in stock. If you don't, that's fine. There are banks, there's high yield savings, there's CDs, there's bonds, things like that. There is a reason why stocks have historically returned more than nice, safe bonds or savings accounts or all those things Tom mentioned. There's a reason. It's a four letter word called risk. And when you are in the stock market, you are dealing with risk in two different ways, two very distinctive ways. Stocks, individual stocks, have both the risk of permanent loss, a company can go bankrupt, and they carry the risk of the price fluctuating as people's feelings about the stock change or the company's internal numbers change, something about the company changes, the economy changes, but something changes, and that's what causes prices to fluctuate. Now, in individual stocks, you've got those two risks. That's a lot of risk, which is why we say don't buy individual stocks. Clean that up by owning thousands of companies. Take away the total loss risk. Now all you have left is volatility and there are ways to manage that, which is reduce that by diversifying into bonds. Oh, OK. Which in addition we'll to the stock in the next show slash podcast. But, but interesting it, study about that recently, too. You can reduce the volatility dramatically uh, by, by doing other things. You can reduce the total risk almost completely. But with diversification, you've got if you get it out of your mind, if you if you're afraid of the market because you think you can lose everything, that's because you're investing too narrowly. If you invest broadly, you don't have to worry about that anymore. And that gets back to some of the things we just mentioned a couple minutes ago about so much now in the S&P 500 is concentrated in just a few stocks. We'll talk more about 
true diversification and how that can really be your friend during many times. 855-935-TALK. That's the number to call. We'd love to talk with you about your money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do me a favor. Grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things. A bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those. That's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So, scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Eh, Because there's not a whole lot you deal with a whole lot more than money. So we think it's pretty important. I'm Don McDonald. Tom's over there. You're there. As a matter of fact, Garrett's there at 855-935-TALK. Hey, Garrett, welcome to our little get-together. Hey, Tom and Don. Thanks for uh, having me on today. Pleasure. Feels like it was meant to be. Exactly. You guys it was. are talking about talking, taking, taking, taking away total loss and risk and diversification. Um, and so that's why I was actually calling. So over the years, I've bought a bunch of stocks. Um, and so I was looking to sell all those stocks. But we're at the end of the year. And I'm calling to see, should I sell them now, December 9th, for, for gains of about $150,000? Or should I wait until next year to sell them? And then invest the money into, you know, kind of a couple funds that you guys have talked about repeatedly for that diversification. Well, so, what you should 47, do. It's a brokerage account. Yeah. What you should do is sit down and calculate the tax hit. And because yeah. it may yeah, make sense. The other question. I, sh- it may make sense to spread it. Right, sir. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Should I spread it and do being that like five that 10% tax bracket and sell, you know, 25% in 2023, 25% in 24, yep. and so on. Yep. Or should I just bite the bullet and do it all at once? What's your household di- income? get that diversification monkey. What's your household uh, income? Uh, me and my wife, 350000 a year between me and my wife with our yeah, stock company. So you're going to yeah. be paying, yeah, you're going to be paying, you know, not only, uh, of course, the capital gains, you're going to be paying the surcharge on top. I mean, it's going to be expensive at three fifty. So, yeah, I'm with Don. I might sit down, go through each and every security to see what the gain would be in each one, try and figure out, it might even be over more than one or two years. I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to do it one off at, you know, each one of them, mm-hmm. take a close look and try to make a decision that way rather than just saying it's over. I'm cleaning it up. It's a big enough hit. Yeah. It's a big enough hit, Garrett, that I would really, you're talking yes, an awful lot of money and that makes that tax yeah. planning very, very worthwhile. And there's nothing wrong with, with gradually adding that diversification because, Unless you've got some little tiny, really high risk companies, the odds of them all, you know, going broke simultaneously are very low anyway. Uh, so I would just, I would start the process in 
2023 and then probably spread it 24, uh-huh. 25. Okay. Okay. All right. And like I said, calling you guys to make sure I don't do something stupid, as you always say. Get advice before you go do it. So you're I appreciate it, Tom, Don, and love the show and look forward to you're, to listen. You're smarter than we are, apparently. No, I go. mean, and there's some great options out there with $150,000 today. You can you could move into some terrific exchange-traded funds operated by, you know, I mean, you could get the best products now. I mean, from companies so like much Dimensional good stuff. and oh, Devontis. I mean, you can it compare to even where we were 10 years ago because those were not available directly to the public. You can go buy all those now for nothing, yeah. zero, and get build a wonderfully diversified portfolio with some of the academic stuff in there that's going to add, hopefully, a little return. Absolutely great time to get it done. Yeah. Move it on. Good luck yeah. to you, Garrett. I mean, if you want proof that I listen... Oh, uh-huh. I was going to say, here's the proof that I listed. Okay, yeah, we want proof. ABUV, 45%. Oh, there you go. ABUS, 25%. Okay. AVDV, 10% gets them international. Okay. VSS for 20%. There you go. And that's the stock. What was it? BFF? Right. BFF. BFF. the last one? VSS. VSS. Ah, v- okay. I thought BFS. Okay, I'll take that too. Sure, it's the holidays. I could use a little friendship. Yeah, you guys, you guys can be my BFS too. Oh, good. I needed That's a BFF because much, Tom's been mean to me lately. <laughs> for sure, I have. I admit it. <laughs> He's been in a bad mood. <laughs> Only for the last month or so. I know. So, Garrett, thank it, you for weird. your call. Thanks, Garrett. Appreciate it yeah. so much. I'm glad you're thinking about these things too because. V- uh, Tom, VSS is, is the Vanguard FTSE All World. Uh, XUS small cap ETF. Okay. So I'm it's all familiar. world XUS. Unlike this show, which is not an all world. Um, but there's a, <laughs> I, the end of the year is a good time to start thinking about these things. I think I, I love the fact that he's saying, hey, co- approaching and I want to clean things up. I, I, this is exactly. I use that week between Christmas and New Year's to do a lot of financial stuff because it's kind of a downtime. Business is slow. And I think people should do that. I think it makes sense. I take that week to take a lot of naps. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I need naps. <laughs> Football naps, little, maybe a little leftover Nap, turkey no, or something. So, yeah, okay. Wait a minute. No, let's see. Um, yeah. See, I don't watch a lot of college football, so. I well, don't really watch Northwest, a lot of football. We have a big game on, a big game on uh, the first of the year, so will be a lot of people watching in Seattle that day. Oh, Washington, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We are one University of the last of four teams in college football. So great, great team, great quarterback. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get the top award, but no, he's not. I don't think goes. he's going to get, but he's. Gonna, hey, you know, it's not really the award; it's what you get when the NFL calls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, Couple do I want a there. statue yeah. or $25 million? Yeah, I'll take the $25 million. And Michael, feel free to give us a call. We'll be glad to help yeah. as well. Yeah, and you know, and you know he's going to get terrible advice. Oh, you just know it. He's going to get the, the worst financial advice. He's gonna... pro athletes that go bankrupt is still a very high number because they just make Horrible investments. They overspend. It, well, because they cook, they hook read. up with some charismatic financial advisor yeah. who's going to give them cool special stuff for you because you're a cool special person. And uh, it turns out most of the time to not be so special. Well, special in a bad way. Bingo. Do you have any other questions? Oh, I got a lot of questions. Do you? Yeah. Because we're out of callers, so I thought we'd do oh, another okay. question. <laughs> you want me to ask one? If you have one. 
Yeah, I've got a bunch here. Uh, people write us every day. This comes from Greg in California. Uh, what is a collective investment trust? Is it good? What's the downside? Says his 401k provider is switching to this and there will be some lower fund fees. Looks like the funds themselves won't change. Just the middleman controlling each is changing. Collective investment yeah. trust, CIT. Yeah, the CITs are... Um are well they're kind of like mutual funds they're diversified um but i mean why why are we trying to reinvent the wheel i don't know why they exactly what's it's, wrong it's with a pooled, the nice mutual it's a fund. pooled investment yes, i mean it is. It, yeah. it, it, basically it's just a like a big mutual fund yeah, so, I'm with you. I don't know why you why they need that. I'm, I just I'm, I'm think, with you. I'm scratching I, my head. I just think it's something that people I, that they've invented, and uh, they are merely trying to make some more but money. But he has I no just, choice because they're that's they're moving the plan to this. So he's saying, "Is uh, it okay?" Yeah, I think it is okay. Uh, yeah, right. I'm, it's probably fine. Yeah, I just don't know what its purpose. What purpose the darn things serve. I, I think they manage it as a pooled investment, and therefore maybe you get some efficiencies in terms of costs. That's my guess. Yeah, for some reason, my part of my Internet went down. I know my Internet's working because I'm on the air. Yes, you are on the air. I but hear you. You're still alive. For some reason, my ability to look things up has died. Oh. Did you pay the bill? <laughs> I know you automate everything. So oh, there it goes. Okay, it was just the, the, right, right. The I was, just, I was okay. looking at a particular collective investment trust, and I was trying to figure out what its expense ratio was. This comes up from time to time. It does. People it comes up every now and again, which means yeah. I should do some more research into them. You should. Um, Absolutely. The, the, let's see. Let's see. You know, a lot of investment companies make them, but it's it generally looks like a lot of. Uh, a lot of mutual fund companies that loaded mutual fund companies like Putnam does one. Um, and Wait, there's still loaded mutual fund companies out yeah, there? Yeah, hard to believe, no. isn't it? Sure. They What, do they take a horse and buggy to work every day? Right. Uh, waiting for electricity or maybe, you know, gas cooking? I mean, come on, really? Well, I'm going to learn more. I can promise you that. So stick around and keep listening because I'm going to tell you more about these things as soon as I can find it. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. You know, I found a, a, a definition, an explanation of CITs, and, and I don't like it. It scares me. This one, uh, CITs can be simpler and less, can be simpler and less costly yeah. to administer. Mm. They're only available to qualified defined plans, defined benefit or pension plans. They have, quote, fewer regulatory restrictions. I don't know that I like fewer regulatory restrictions. In today's world, probably yeah. not. I don't know. I don't know. It, they just sound so gimmicky to me. They're done through a bank or some sort of a trust company, and they're buying the securities, and I just don't know how they can be cheaper when you've tossed another middle person in there. One more person moving the money around generally yeah, I, means a higher cost. I agree. I don't know. Got to learn more. I have to learn more. Um, it's just something that's baffling. And you know another thing that's baffling? Do you still write paper checks? 
I, you know, when we started reading this piece, I was trying to think back the last, I think I wrote one for charity not that long ago. Well, but you know, it turns out a lot of people, a lot of people write paper checks a lot more than I ever imagined given the technology of today. And we worry, well, not me, I don't worry, but a lot of people worry like Herb and others worry about getting ripped off online. Well, yep. it turns out one of the easiest ways to rob you blind is to steal your checks. To wash them up, put a new amount in, new person you wrote the check to, and then uh, cash them in, right? And not only are crooks actually, they're stealing, they're, they're holding up postal workers to steal that envelopes with checks yeah. in them. But, but like I mean, another they, century. Yeah. they could drive down my street, just open my mailbox. It's right there. It's a, it's like a drive through uh, theft. You just drive through. Oh, I'll tell. I'll take a check. Don't you have a key for it? No, it's just a old rural what? looking mailbox. Oh, come on. Speaking oh, of a key for your mailbox. Don't you think they one. could pop that? I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess okay. you're right. Yeah. I guess it but, takes a little longer than just uh, opening it. If you want more safety, stop writing checks. Seriously, you can pay most people through an app on your phone now. True. You don't. You can pay. You can send fake checks. You, they're real checks, but you can send like have your bank go into your bank account and say send a check to so and so. They do it securely, so that you have no risk. And you don't believe us? Listen to this number: banks and credit unions are expected to file five hundred forty thousand. Suspicious activities reports tied to check fraud this year. That's double the levels of 2021. That's huge. The bar to entry is so low. This is this is they don't have to be a hacker. They don't even have to own a computer. They don't even have to have a car. They can just walk up to your mailbox, take a check, take it home, wash the darn thing, put in a new amount, and the bank is going to pay them. The yeah. bank will most of the time will pay them because these things are done automatically. Remember, it's a very automated process. Yeah. What the crook is probably doing is taking it home, washing it, taking a picture of it, and depositing it into an account, and then drawing the money out very quickly. I mean, and you can go buy these things. It says on the internet for forty five dollars. So the the fraud is even easier that way if you don't feel like going to somebody's. Uh, post box and taking the letter you can go online buy them i'm not going to say the app or that they work it through but it, this is a bit of a shock i gotta say because you don't think very many people are writing checks anymore apparently enough are if there's half a million reports of fraud and uh, the amount that's being taken is not insignificant so so yeah, if you're wringing attention. your hands over the the lack of safety of the internet well <laughs> and you're still writing checks you're going to get ripped off. Thanks for being a part of this hour of Talking Real Money. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. 
Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. Is anybody still listening?